bonus episode of Black Boy Joy. As usual, you have me here, Kieran, in Newcastle, and I'm joined by... Ainsley in London. Uh, yes, as I said, um, bonus episode today, something that the two of us wanted to talk about, um, which was the recent interview, the sit-down interview with Oprah and the Duke and Duchess of, is it Sussex? I mean, Sussex yeah. one. Does it even yeah. have those titles anymore? I don't even know. So I don't know. You know, I think, I'm not sure whether they have them or not, but people still use them. Um, mm. But yeah, Harry and Meghan. Yeah. Oh, Meg- <laughs> Meghan and Harry, however you want to say it. Yeah, um, I, I think it's Meghan and Harry, to be honest So yeah, so the interview, I'm sure most, most of you would have seen, if you haven't seen it, everyone's heard about it. It aired earlier this week, um, first in America and then 24 hours later in the UK. Um... And originally, we were thinking of doing Instagram Live, like straight afterwards, to talk about the scandal and whatnot. It actually was a, it wasn't actually that shocking in the end. So we thought, oh, we can just do an episode on it as as a bonus, like break from our two week schedule, uh, just to have just to share our thoughts, really, and see what people think. Um, I, the first thing I'll say about that is that I don't think it was as quote unquote shocking or but any big bombshells dropped because hmm. we hadn't watched like it's been out in America. And there was so much commentary about it, like on Twitter, on social media, in the mm. tabloids, that no one was really surprised by what they heard when it actually came down to sitting down for the interview itself, like when we did on the Monday. Mm-hmm. I guess we kind of already knew half the story as well. So the whole point was um, was for them to talk about, uh, well, particularly Meghan's treatment during the couple of years she had at Buckingham Palace or... Mm-hmm. Where, it, where else did they have Frogmore Cottage? I don't know. But anyway, which is with the royal family following the wedding between her yeah. and Harry. Yeah. Um, so we knew we knew half the story because because we were aware of just how trash the media were towards her and particular people. Mm-hmm. But I guess they have done well in general to kind of keep quiet. So this was a chance to hear their side of the story or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. So I would agree. Nothing was nothing was really shocking or like groundbreaking in it, but it was it was still good to hear them finally speak. I mean, we're saying that, but we're saying that nothing groundbreaking was uh, was said. But the way yeah. the way the media outlets are going on, is this like is it like fucking turmoil? Is this like the royal family in turmoil? Like, oh, Everyone's it's such an exaggeration. Over <laughs> yeah, like honestly, I don't know your position. I don't I don't know your position because I don't think I've ever asked you directly. But I am. See, I'm not passionately anti-royalist or whatever. I'm not like a passionate Republican, but I, I do think the royal family, you know, has, has passed its usefulness and I really mm-hmm. don't have much time for it. It's not even about particular individuals either. I'm just like, well, well why in, 21st, in the 21st century when most other countries have gotten rid of theirs, why do we still have a royal family? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of bored of hearing about like, the tourism argument as well and how much money they bring in, whatever. I, I really don't think there'd be a massive blow to our tourism industry. If there seems to be a royal family, the castles yeah. and palaces would still be there, right? <laughs> yeah. So you're asking me about my opinion on the royal family, yeah. and I think you know, kid, and I am so anti-royalist. It's unbelievable. That's the thing because I've, I've never heard you explicitly say that. So I just wondered, like, you know, if you, I didn't yeah. realize if you like blase about them or what. Or... If there was a referendum tomorrow, you could you could bet one hundred percent on voting leave. Mm. Yeah. So. I just don't think it's needed. And then, like, I've heard people saying, you know, over the years, they want to survive, they want to change, they want to move the times and adapt. You've got to modernise, and... isn't it? That's the term that they use. Exactly. And this whole saga with Meghan and Harry, it's shown that they haven't done that yet. Yeah. There's no sign yeah. of this institution being brought down anytime soon. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of support for it. As mm-hmm. I always say, it's, I feel like it's one of the... Um, you know, one of the true bastions of white supremacy in our country. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. For now. It's not going anywhere for now. It's going to stay there. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, one of the great legacies of colonialism as well is that general family. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's the best. But I think if we can get into what Megan has said, or well, there's things that we didn't know beforehand, um, I guess it was... Well, the first thing that struck me is when she was saying that she was going back and forth to the firm or the powers that be. She, she, she did, really, did very well not to mention particular names, but just saying that when concerns were raised about whether it was security or about rumours in the press, um, like a, like um, apparently Kate had 
you know, well, so she'd made Kate cry according to the rumours and that wasn't true. But they're saying like basically the firm didn't do anything to kind of quash rumours or to sort of um, correct things that had been said and that, that were wrong in the media, like didn't do anything mm-hmm. to correct the lies. So mm-hmm. that was the first thing. Um, how did you feel about that? Well, first of all, actually, I think I give you a good idea to give like an overall impressions of the of the interview of the whole t- whole two hours that we that we overall, did. yeah. Um, shall I start? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I thought it was. I didn't think it was boring, but it wasn't. There's nothing in that that shocked me. Basically, nothing shocked me that they said in that interview. Um, and I think it was it was like a sort of gentle conversation. I thought as well, it wasn't too yeah. sensationalist. Um, it, they weren't there to give like dishy details or like to talk shit about anyone. It was just yeah. to sort of clear the air about some of the misconceptions. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think it was a nice sit down chat, but it wasn't you know it wasn't exhilarating. And, and I guess I wasn't really looking for it to be you know this sort of mind blowing spectacle or anything. What do yeah. you think? Um, I think it's probably better that it if that it wasn't like one big spectacle, like one big sensationalist show. But then I think it got to the heart of kind of like what the issues were, especially to do with like uh, the mental health, especially Megan's mental health. I think that that was probably good um, because, like I said, because I already knew kind of like what the big blows from the interview, like what the big talking points were going to be before I sat down to watch it. Mm-hmm. I think one thing I got from the interview was that. I got a better sense of like what it was from what it was like for Megan to actually be in the royal family and to trying to work and be that working royal in during that time from when the wedding happened to the lead up to the wedding, to mm-hmm. all that does really horrendous negative press about her till their decision to leave. I think yeah, the, the main takeaway I got from it when I was watching it is that like it just seemed like a really really awful time for her. Yeah. And nothing's changed my mind as well in that interview. Like I haven't, my opinion of those who hasn't gone down or anything, and I, or I haven't thought that, you know, that uh, that we were being lied to before, and and, um, and that there was some kind of cover up. But mm-hmm. I would say that the one one thing that surprised me is when she said that when she went into the royal family, she didn't really do much research, and she didn't realize how much big deal it was until yeah, yeah, the yeah. first time she had to meet the queen. Um, yeah. Which I, I, I guess that that part was credible. I guess I was just, I was a little surprised. I kept thinking like, well, maybe because she, but she did she didn't really grow up with it. But they knew it was a thing. But in in LA, mm-hmm. when she said they see celebrities all the time, it was like, well, it's you know it's just another another famous person. Yeah. Um, but that, I liked that story she told when she, when she first met Queen Elizabeth, and it and it had there was no build up to it. It was, it was kind of oh, this happened today, I guess. Yeah, um, and they're like, oh, yeah. do you know how to curtsy? Um, yeah. And that's a practice. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, that was interesting. Um, I found those, it, yeah, I found it a bit wild to be honest with you. Like, if I was, I never ever would. If I was ever like, if I was ever have any dealings with the world family on like a personal level, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna have it forever, you would, man. That, that, that the if the first thing I would do if I was Megan and had opposed me, the very first thing I do is Google like. What I did for family, like what did you, what are the world protocols, like what's going to be expected on me when I get when I get there, like all of that will have to be cleared up before mm. I say yes or no. To this, I um, guess, marriage. yeah. And and from that perspective, I kind of thought either she's very naive or she's so used to famous people. She did she genuinely didn't think it was that big of a deal, and it was a case of oh, I'll I'll meet them when I meet them, and I'll deal with this when it when it comes up. Yeah, um, I think so, maybe is yeah maybe it's some naivety. Maybe she's just. Maybe she's taking it as if, as you said, so as if like the royal family are just some celebrities, basically, just some celebrities. Like they, yeah. family goes way back. You treat them like you would like Beyonce and Jay Z or something. But, yeah. Um. You don't need to like. I guess this is going from this is like work, working on the idea that like Megan and Harry were like genuinely in love when he proposed to her. So mm-hmm. in her mind, it's just her like the man that she's been dating for however long it was. He just proposed to her. She wanted to get married to him. She knows that there's going to be like big changes. She's going to have to move to England and work with the royal family. But like everything else, just must have been an afterthought for her. Yeah, exactly. Which is it's kind of sweet in one way, and also maybe a bit stupid um, on mm. the other hand. <laughs> I saw on Twitter that um, one of the big like the big black Twitter hitters was saying that um, that's an L. She got a hold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so again, like I, 
she doesn't come across as a liar to me. And I, I don't buy this kind of, oh, she's an actress, blah, blah, blah. She's just putting it on. I just think she was, maybe that just, uh, that fits in with a happy-go-lucky kind of demeanour, I guess. She's more, yeah. oh, yeah, um, my husband's famous. And, it, and as well, like, she had her own money independently. She's not fame-hungry, as a lot of people like to say. She's not mm-hmm. a, a calculating vixen. Ugh, I just, I get so, <laughs> so annoyed with all these, like, these cliched kind of tropes that get thrown at her by, you know, by the yeah. Britannia Brigade. Yeah, There's no time for it. Oh, that's that's the main reason why I defend her. It's not because I like her so much. Because I know that the kind of people who don't like her, yeah, I don't yeah. like. Yeah, um, I hate like I, I really hate the toll that it's taken on Meghan Markle. That be mm. that is just unacceptable. It shouldn't happen. But I do love how angry it makes like um, War Britannia. It makes like <laughs> Union Jackson. I just love how how he she has so much power. She has like she's rent free in the heads like constantly. She does any the slightest headline or like um, even I've seen pictures as well. Like there's one picture is time ago like in the midst of when all the when the media started to turn against her. I think her and Harry were at some kind of social engagement. And they were standing with a group of people and she was like smiling and she was like leaning on his arm. Like she had, I'm sure she had like maybe, she didn't have like a back foot like cocked up in the air or anything. Um, but it was like, you know, it was a very dainty pose and she was smiling. And someone in the comments was like, oh, look at her, looking all proud of herself. She, she looks like the cat that got the cream. Da, 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 da. I was just like, why are you so bothered? Like she, she's just smiling in the picture. Why are you so obsessed? <laughs> It's fucking insane, man. <laughs> um, to go back, to go back to one of, I guess, one of the first first um, big news stories that got cleared up was what you're talking about the whole issue of like uh, Meghan Markle making making Kate Middleton cry or making mm. what's the name Duchess of Cambridge. It's been that yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, to be honest with you, because I don't read, I don't read tabloids, so I, I didn't even know mm. that story was even a thing. To be honest with you. That like in mm. the build up to the wedding, that Megan had made had made Kate cry. I didn't even know. I didn't know, know that was a thing. And then to hear mm. that like the story had been twisted, so not so instead of Megan being the victim as well, painting Kate as the painting Kate to be, actually Kate was the one that was the aggressor. Mm. It's like this media, yeah, this this here media here, they know what they're doing. And it, and it must have been a leak as well because they were saying that the story was actually accurate. The only inaccuracy was of who was doing what to whom. Yeah. But the actual details, like it was about some kind of flower arrangement, wasn't it? So it was definitely leaked by someone. Like, there was obviously some kind of pagan on the premises, as yeah. usual. <laughs> I actually saw, um, I, I don't watch this morning either because, anyway, but I did yeah. see a clip on Twitter from the person that. Um, that brought the article that like brought the news story about that, mm. and she was trying to go on. She was trying to go on. Basically, she didn't say, but she was implying that Meghan Markle was lying, and that um, yeah, and that she got like she got the got it from like a reputable source or whatever. Things say that all she wants, but was she there? No, she wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then she was saying that, and because what basically what she was saying this woman, I'm not going to say her name because it's not important, mm-hmm. but she was saying that um, if, like, of all the time that had gone by, if the story was untrue, then, like, why didn't the firm, why didn't, like, want someone from their press team, like, contact them and say, this story is not true, but that's mm-hmm. happening X, Y, and Z. But then the point that, like, Holly Willoughby and that other one, Philip Schofield was making, was that mm-hmm. the point of the interview was that she was saying that one of the reasons why she was upset was because no one from the team, from like, from mm. the crown or from the firm, no one did do that. So she felt unsupported, which is literally the point you're trying to make yeah. that story. Yeah, which seemed to fall on deaf ears to her, and to and yeah, and as I imagine, the rest of the country. I just think all people believe what they want to believe. They they think oh. This, because I think it's because they're just blinded by their reverence to the royal family. I couldn't give two shits about the royal family. What? In this case of, do, do, do you know, Kira? Like, I feel like your your perceived situation will be closer to answering the question than me. But what is this reverence to the royal family? I, I honestly, I don't get it. I think it is. This is partly my thoughts and partly probably bits and bobs of what I've seen on social media. But it is like you know, a lot of British people, especially you know, once you can trace their family back, how many generations in this country. Um, they kind of have this inferiority complex 
this kind of they worship any anything anyone who's posh anyone who has money this is kind of like um subservience that's kind of built in um which is why people like you know boris johnson get infantilized and and and, you know say oh he's doing his best with the covid uh thing whereas we know if it had been someone like theresa may like a woman or if it'd been like someone like jeremy corbyn from labor if it's done exactly the same actions for covid the story would be very, very different. We'd have like to, by now. The, hmm? Exactly, yeah, they like to worship the, yeah. the people here. They like to worship the oppressors and the, well, the people in power. It's like, oh, if you've got money and power, then oh, that's fine. You can do what you want. Um, I don't know. I think there's a glutton for punishment in it. So even yeah. though even though the queen is like obscenely wealthy and entire family, and there are kind of questions about whether they should even be a thing in the 21st century. It's, yeah. you know, they can't be touched, they can't be questioned, you're going against British values, blah, blah, blah. Um, it sounds like religious indoctrination to me, um, mm. so I will not entertain and I will not try and, I won't miss the words, it's fucking insanity, like, yeah. is what it is. <laughs> but it's, it's not going anywhere, you know, it's it's yeah. built, it's strongly built to the identity of a lot of people here. Um, so let's say if we if we happen to live to 100, God forbid, I don't want to be alive that long. If we happen to live to 100, that's too long, man. Wouldn't you get bored? Um, but if, if we happen to live that long, we'd be having the same conversations. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. It's strong. I agree with that point. Like, I was saying before that if you're the referendum on the royal family, that I would vote, I'd vote leave, but I fully expect that. If you had a referendum, like overwhelmingly, they'd, they'd stay. They'd, they'd still. I don't know what. Do, what do you think would be? I reckon it'd be like forty-five abolish, fifty-five keep. I think um, it'd be more than that. Honestly, you want to be like forty percent abolish, like sixty percent keep, let them stop there. But it's interesting because, like people say, like you get people of all different political persuasions who are against royal family, but then I guess on the same talk, you probably get people of all political persuasions who are you for them as well. Order. Yeah. So I think yeah, like that's one. That's one battle which, which I just don't think we're anywhere near. I, I wouldn't even bring it up because I just don't think. Even after this yeah. year, even after we, even after we've, um, what well, we we found out about that nonce, Prince Andrew. Yeah, alleged, alleged nonce, I should yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As that alleged nonce. Yeah. Uh, Prince Andrew, after everything that's happened with how uh, they treated uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, how they basically like been run from the country. Even yeah. now, I don't. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think it'd, it'd make. No one pays it. attention. To, no one pays attention to him. It's like I've always said with Meghan Markle, like because everyone there's always debate about oh, is it racism, which is I've said it's a combination. It's of racism, sexism, and xenophobia. Like mm-hmm. a lot of it. I know people. A lot of people get their backs up and say it's racist because I, I didn't even know she wasn't white, which I, I find hard to believe. Um, this combination of all the things, and also like her being American, her being woman. I think I feel like it's. All three factors are equally as important, like the way yeah. she's detested. Like, but really, every time I see her, even like, like words coming out of her mouth, even when I've seen like headlines that have been warped to go against her, I still can't understand how people get so passionately angry about her. Yeah. yeah. Well, sorry, I can understand, but I still marvel at the fact that people get so passionately angry about her. I'm thinking literally what is she doing that yeah. <laughs> pisses you off so much like I'm thinking there's not many people that will get me angry like that you'd have to really have done something to me personally to get as vexed as some of these people are on social media and stuff um, they're just sad she's unbothered I loved I also I was interested well one thing I didn't know because she said that she doesn't read any headlines or anything mm-hmm. um, which I wasn't aware of because I used to I used to think um, she was seeing all of that but then she made the point that she was, you know, she had the suicidal thoughts, and she said, "She said if I if I'd seen all those tabloid headlines and stuff, and that that definitely would have pushed her over the edge." She's like, "Oh, yeah. we're we'll here." Um, yeah, mm. I think also like that's another thing that I wanted to that I definitely wanted to cover, wanted to talk about was that the whole revelations of like Meghan Markle saying that during the time when like when the when her relationship with both the media and the general public was at its worst, that she felt suicidal, mm. that she didn't want to be here anymore. This is as, this was like, while she was pregnant and had like a very young child, mm. which was like quite upsetting to hear, actually, um, quite upsetting and disturbing to hear. Because she's all alone. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't like, uh, the way that she described it, I can imagine just like a real, real big, like powerful sense of isolation. 
that you live based like wherever they lived their I don't know the resident is like one big elaborate ornate prison yes because I didn't realize um you know when she's like oh you can't leave or you she only left a couple of times in however many months yeah um it didn't occur to me because I can't figure apart from like official engagements why would they actually need to leave the house to be fair because they can't yeah. really it's not seeing a celebrity in a restaurant or something it's it's the royal family it's like yeah if you're seeing people are going to recognize it and if you're seeing it, it's it's a massive deal so they have to stay cooped up yeah um, but even in all that space it's not it's like a prison because you don't really know what's going on out so well especially i don't know how much she's in touch with media in general i, I reckon to avoid headlines about herself there'd, there'd be a lot of stuff she'd have to avoid full stop even if it didn't have a risk of like showing her information that was out there about her and what people were saying mm. um like i can't imagine her watching much like just casual tv like just sitting on the sofa at night time it's probably pretty it's a probably pretty sheltered existence i guess yeah it would be but if you feel like if you feel like if you're feet not feeling well like if you're in your mind mentally you're unwell that's like the worst that's like the worst environment you can mm. be in like all yeah. that, if he feels alone, if there's nobody feeling, nobody who's supporting her, then there's just her who's left, like left to her own thoughts. You can go to her husband, Harry, and have him as an outlet, but that's it. Then you're still like, you're still you 24 hours a day in the same environment, dealing with the same issue. Like, it's, it's, it's horrible. It mm. sounds really, really horrible. And that, the fact that like both Megan and Harry separately said, well, like have Megan by herself and when they were both together, uh, he said that uh, like, I had these issues with mental health. We went to the firm for help to ask them to ask them like, can I get mm. some support? Can we get someone who can help us with the mental health? And that their, their first concern was about how it would make the family look. Exactly. And I... I mean, what I found so silly about that, I, I kept thinking, could you not get a private doctor and get them to sign some kind of non-disclosure and they come on site? Yeah. The way they were talking about it was, well, obviously we don't know what happened behind closed doors, but it sounded like the person at the firm who they went to, and by the sounds of it, it's maybe one or two people who have a lot of power. It's like they thought that Megan and Harry wanted to, like, you know, go down to like a high street clinic or something and just pop yeah. in and like, have a <laughs> sit-down session. And you can, it wouldn't be hard for that to be hush-hush and it wouldn't lead to the the media like if you have a non-disclosure sign or something like they must have like royal they must have like royal physicians and stuff so then why do they not have like royal like therapists i don't know like yeah people yeah. secrecy yeah if they wanted the, to yeah if the firm really wanted to they could have done something they could have done something to help them and they chose not to if exactly if they can orchestrate diana's death i'm sure they can <laughs> organize the therapist for someone do you know what i mean it's true it's just light admin in comparison, do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> no, but it's um I don't know. Like the thing is I, I really empathize with them and but nothing shocked me, which I guess would be a good time to talk about the bombshell revelation. Again, which didn't shock me at all. But um oh, what is it? Do you want to do you want to recount it? Like so yeah, so we're talking about Though there were there were two things, but the, the main one is when mm-hmm. a member, a senior member of the royal family, had mm-hmm. raised concerns about the, uh, the skin color Archie would be. Mm-hmm. That's and that's the main yeah. one. What did you think when you heard yep. that, Key? Um, you know, certain things. I wasn't even shocked mm. because from the beginning, you know, I was someone marrying into you know this sort of. I don't want to say like purebred, but you know what I mean. Like, you know the mm-hmm. connotations. The case of like you know, it's it's not it's not to be tainted. It's royal blood for starters. When it's then it's just obviously just white people. Um, so it was mad that Meg was even marrying into them. Obviously, people said there was no way that William, who was in direct line to the throne, there was no way he could marry someone who wasn't white. <laughs> Do you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> and also, although Megan is mixed race, but well, she's you know she she could be pretty much white passing as well. Yeah. She um, is, yeah. So I knew that there's no way that people would that that wouldn't be discussed or anything. So for what what they said about Archie, it's obviously bad, but it it didn't shock me in the slightest. I'm surprised more wasn't said, and what maybe more was said, but um, obviously she's not going to reveal who it was. People are trying, like they're darndest to like narrow it down um, to who it could be. I mean, my money's on Charles. Um, <laughs> <or Camilla. laughs> <But> like <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
What did you think about it? I again, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to say like conclusively because I already knew what Thomas sat down. Like it is like it is a shocking thing to hear, like just in the course of a conversation. But when you mm. think about the royal family and you think about the nature of like I could imagine I could imagine like a white person in the UK asking if there was like a mix if there was like a white woman and a black man was all the way around the relationship and one of them was pregnant. I could imagine like, that question being asked 100 percent So it's shocking that it came from a member of the royal family, but when you think about it, a question like that really isn't that shocking. I feel like it's more shocking for white people for not you who you well, exactly, aren't always yeah. aware that we did that we deal with questions like this like almost yeah. on a daily. And to point out the distinction has been made by lots of people like, on social media and sort of and media as well, like appearances. The distinction is that it wasn't a, it wasn't like a question of wondering what he'd look like. It was a question of concern mm-hmm. or as I interpret it, worry about how dark he would be. That was the that was the vibe I was getting. Yeah. So so essentially it was an image thing, it was like, oh you know, we can't stop him from having black blood, but by God, he can't look like it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that that's that's the thinking that must have been behind it. Yeah, um, I'm just which, like, I'm just so confused about I'm just so confused about that. So I've been thinking to myself like, I I, I think because we're black people, we're just we're just we're more used to people with like mixed with like who have a mixed race heritage, so who have like mm-hmm. whiteness in them and blackness in them. So if I'd been in a situation where someone I knew or close to was mixed race and was having a child with a white person, I wouldn't ask what their colour would look like because I'll just know or I'd, I'd have a I'd have a pretty good idea. Yeah. You see these people trying to compare it to oh you know it's like when someone wants to know uh if someone's gonna have a certain nose or blue eyes or ginger hair I'm thinking it's not the same. Like I think we know it isn't yeah, it's not exactly. being disingenuous. Like um yeah. I don't care. I could I could literally I could live out my life to old age now and be reincarnated four times and people will still be doing this whole thing whenever an allegation of racism is brought up. They'll just bend over backwards, but oh no, it wasn't that. What they meant was this. That's yeah. uh, that's. I think that's that's probably the most, one of the most damaging aspects of race relations in this country. It's just the constant yeah. denial because people, you know, they they, they don't want to. They don't want it to be true in a way. Yeah. But it's just I, I don't know. It's a weird coping mechanism, and it's again, it's fucking insanity again. I kind um, of think <laughs> that with situations like that, I kind of think that people are so quick to shut it down to refute it. Because if it if they accepted that like this is racist, that this is at best a racial microaggression, at mm-hmm. worst like full blown overt racism, mm-hmm. then I think that would have that would mean that, that people have to look at their own behaviour then. Mm-hmm. And all the time they would have said something like that, or they would have said something out of turn. And like yeah. nobody want nobody wants to be nobody wants to be called racist. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Uh, wants that. Nobody wants to think of themselves that way. So it's just so much easier to deny it than it is to like actually like face up to things that people have done. It's a matter of convenience and comfort. It, like mm-hmm. like you, exactly what you're saying. It's this case of if they if they actually do accept it out loud because they know they know deep in their head. It's just it's just self deception, isn't it? If they actually yeah. do accept that that you know this is a factor here. This is racist or this is sexist or whatever in some yeah. social issue here. Um, then that means they have to. There's a mess to clean up and work to be done. Mm. When the alternative is to just brush it off with that vile, 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 like British, like passive aggression and disingenuousness, and just pretend that oh, you know, it's just all in your head. Oh, don't worry about it. Keep yeah. calm, carry on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make oh, a cup of, make yeah, a cup yeah, of tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I absolutely hate it, man. But Jesus no, Christ. Yeah. But now there's like it's almost this, but after after it came out, it's almost this. There's like a who done it? So like we're trying mm. to work out like who it was that said it. I feel well, I don't like think we're ever gonna know. We will never know. We will never. Mm. We will never ever know who that he. We won't know for sure yeah. who it was who said it. Unless the only way that we would is if the person who said it came forward and was like it was me, and they ain't ever gonna do yeah. that. It's a death of Charles, man. Like <laughs> wasn't was it not? Did we not say it was um? It was someone that Harry would be close to. And I could be wrong, so I'm going to throw a disclaimer. This might not be accurate, but I feel like they said it wasn't a staff member; it was a family member. Yeah, I get the feeling that that was said. So I don't think that was said by those two. It wasn't said by Harry and Megan. Right. So it was Megan who said it. Megan who said it first. That like 
they were concerned by a senior member of the royal family about like what colour Archie would be. And then when when Prince Harry came upon the scene, um, Oprah asked him, and he was like, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, this is this is not a conversation that I'm gonna share. Yeah. So with what Harry said, like there are two if you if Harry asked that question, there were two things mm. that could um that that he could go down with one he, well three things one he could like say that Megan was wrong which I which, to be fair I don't think he would do because obviously they want to yeah. they want to be united yeah he could basically say it's true and but say I don't talk about it anymore but he went mm. for like a middle ground which didn't like it just it was just like this isn't a conversation that I'm gonna share which implies that if yeah. it happened, he just doesn't want to reveal who it was that did it. Exactly. And the fact that conversation could be had with him, so frankly, because um, I'm sure the person who said it, it was the innocent remark. They know that what they said, you know, couldn't get out into the wider world. Yeah. So who would he confide in? So who would confide in Harry? Obviously someone mm-hmm. very close to him. Mm-hmm. So... It's either William or Kate or Charles. It's got to be someone very close. But as I said, I'll put on William and Charles. I think William and Kate would have too much tact. I think Charles, like, not to sound like I'm stereotyping older people, but it is a kind of like mark full of blunder that you would expect an older person to say <laughs> and then immediately regret it once it leaves their mouth. Um, so that's that's who my money is on. Uh, because again, like, well, I don't know who Harry's super close, but I don't really know much about the you know, different players. And I know that obviously who the people are, but um, I feel like it, it's obviously someone Harry was trying to protect as well. Yeah. Um, and even though he said there's been some kind of breakdown in communication and like the quality of relationship between him and his dad, he would still be obliged and still be sort of willing to protect him. So I'm going to put mm-hmm. money on Charles. We'll never know, but it's fun to speculate, I guess. Right? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to stay away from the, from the conjecture. I don't think, like, <laughs> like people, like, people want to know like, people want to know who it is so they can pin this thing on one person rather than it being, mm. like, a culture in the, in the royal family. I'm glad you said that because even though it was one person that said it, I don't. I doubt it was one person that had the concerns. Like, it was, exactly. it was definitely yeah, a exactly. lot of people that had it. Only so, yeah. so, yeah. So, we're right, not like going to know. Yeah, we're not going to... We're never going to know who it was definitively who said it. So, I think, yeah, I think the issue is that it was said mm. and it sounds as if it was said to Harry which that wouldn't surprise me either because I know that like when if there were white people who are in in company with other white people things like that mm. like their race their racism will will be more likely to slip out then when if they're mm. with like me or you it wouldn't even slip out anything with a torrent like literally <laughs> sometimes I wonder I think in, you can apply to any aspect of life but everyone talks differently behind closed doors with the nearest and dearest oh, how they talk in the open so when you yeah. take an issue like racism like I take everything with a pinch of salt I was like you can usually talk people who might say borderline microaggressions you know they are saying some drastic drastic things when yeah. you think no one's looking like so Nothing will shock me. Well, I won't say nothing, but many things won't shock me. Like any revelations. Yeah, I guess. You, you touched on Charles before, which is um, a good, which is a big thing. Which I think hasn't has gone a bit under the radar. Is mm-hmm. that I don't think Charles came off well at all. Um, in, yeah, in what they said, and I don't necessarily think it was. I don't think it was intentional, but by either Harry or Meghan. To be disparaging it, to be disparaging it, mm. but like they were saying that, like basically, like he stopped taking our calls. Yeah, and the thing also with Charles is that they didn't say that much about him, mm. but what they did say wasn't great, which makes, which seems to me that they're choosing not to dish the real dirt. So you just know that he's been going on in a way, like you just don't. Yeah, <laughs> just, well, well, I think even what people from what we do know that. Your like your son, your youngest child, mm-hmm. had made a decision, and that and this would have been a hard fucking decision for him to make. To mm. what? To step away from his war duties, to move across to yeah. another country, um, knowing that like him and his family aren't gonna have like any war protection, having all these things up in the air. You ain't bossing your son a text every now and again, or like ain't mm. on the phone. Like, what kind of concerned parent are you? Exactly. And when they were saying they had no one to turn to in the firm um, about sort of 
sort of correcting false reports in the media. No one's talked about the mental health thing. I think, well, where was your dad in all of this? Like your guardians? Yeah. Uh, we can obviously, we can always speculate and say, oh, what about this hypothetical situation? But if Diana was still on the scene, I couldn't let, I couldn't see her just letting them just, just get trashed in the media and like not, being able, not being able to speak up for themselves or not having the palace release statements to refute a lot of the bogus claims. Yeah. Um, so again, it's a case of what we do in Charles, like, mm. come on, what was going on? Yeah. Like, I don't understand how you, the parent, if you can see that your child is hurting, is like in a, a period of huge transition, how you're mm. not going to be like stepping in to cover them. It's because it's, it's a cult, it's a religion, and like the firm is the most important thing, and keeping the machine running is. Well. I, I kind of, I kind of rate it in a way. Um, but also, no, I, it also family comes first, man. Family always, always, always. I comes think. First. I guess the complexity here is that the family is the, the firm, firm, and, the, and yeah. the family is like it's got this. Well, I don't want to say rich history, but it's got this very long history behind it, and mm. it's, it's like um, this reminds me of. <laughs> Again, I'm not going to quote accurately, but have you watched Crazy Rich Asians? Yeah. Stick with me. But, like, there's one part where I think one of the sort of senior maternal matriarch figures or whatever, she's saying that family is important and that nothing can threaten the continuation of the family. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have that element, but on steroids with the royal family. So you've got the family, but also the whole, this is an empire. An this is a business. Yeah, yeah an institution. Yeah. Like, so... I feel like they're almost the royals first and like family and, and relatives second. That's mm-hmm. that's the vibe I get, which um, yeah. I understand it's just it's just fucking wild. Yeah. That ain't happening, that ain't happening with me. We're like with yeah. any family I'm, I'm in. It's, yeah, I, it's unfathomable to me, to be honest with you. Like unfathomable. Mm. So yeah, trials and and community honest with you, like I mean, I've said that I'm anti-royalist, but like Apart from the the people who, let's say the Prince Philip, not Prince Philip, yeah, Prince, no, actually, is Prince Philip, Prince Philip, Prince mm-hmm. Andrew, any of them who have been documented to be involved in questionable behaviour, mm. not them, but like the royal family themselves, like I don't have an issue with them as people, they're yeah. just like they're just people who are just in this institution, like I don't dislike the Queen herself. To be honest with you, from like little snippets that you get from people, she seems like a bit of a laugh, to be honest with you. She seems like she doesn't uh, take herself too seriously, but it's just the position they uphold and the legacies that that, that they've been a part of, which Mm. I have such a huge huge issue with. Exactly, standing on the bodies of of many, many people who have fallen. Well, exactly, yeah, exactly. And like, we're never going to shut up about it as well. Like, you know, the, the firm and, you know, Flag Twitter, Royal Britannia Brigade, whatever you want to call them, like they're not, we're not going to shut up about it, and mm-hmm. they're not just the same way they're not going to shut up about you know singing the Queen's the Queen's praises and and just basically anything that threatens their sense of superiority and identity because it's a massive part of British identity. That's mm. why it won't go as well. I agree. Which I, I agree which, with that, which, yeah. which for me, I think it's bonkers because um, <laughs> what did I see again? Twitter reference because obviously that was a place to be for the commentary. But someone made one of these fanatical people made a tweet saying, "Oh, you can't come with the Queen. She's like our grandma." Um, <laughs> and someone said, "Like, how can you say she's like a nan? She doesn't even know you exist. What's wrong with yeah, you?" Yeah, exactly. Like, it's true. Yeah, yeah it's true. And yeah. again, it's a whole like kind of subservient, like throwing themselves prostrate in, in front of all these people who are really. Um, like big and famous and powerful because it's, it's oh it's you know it's it's part of ident- our identity i'm thinking oh really okay but you will never see a million pounds in your life or close to it. these are stinking rich like how much do you actually have in common with them because that's what it comes down to yeah like you say values like you live completely different lifestyles mm-hmm. um but again they can't be safe from their i don't know madness so i was leading yeah. to anything <laughs> at least well i'm just happy like, harry and Meghan are safe and out, out of the clutches of them um, well, I think it was yeah. such a power move as well, just to say. I think it was such a power move to just be like, oh, we're going. And it was nice and clear. It wasn't about any, it was, there's was no kind of like um, feeling of spite or trying to damage relations. They just said, you know, we're happy to be involved, but we don't want to be senior, we want to be junior. And like, I think at first they were talking about being in Canada, a Commonwealth place where they could, you know, be somewhat active. Mm-hmm. And then it turned into, oh, I ain't gonna work out really, is it? But that, in, but in the media, that was turned to, oh, they've turned their back, they're blindsided, the queen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a good thing to come from the, um, from the interview. At least from their side, to clear up like what their specific reasons were for leaving. 
which mm. to be honest with you, I really respect. One thing about Prince Harry is that he chose his family, he chose Meghan, he chose Archie over like yeah. over the institution. And you've got I've, I've got a rating for that. I've got a rating for um for taking his wife and child out of a really toxic situation yeah. and having them start again. And they could see what was going to happen with Archie as well. So they've kind of just been like, Let, let's just, you know, curtail that completely. Yeah, exactly. Because imagine, imagine he, if he grew up over here, like going mm-hmm. to some like posh boarding school, like, yeah. you know, you're a royal, but you're not really a royal. Like, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like that. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, <laughs> honestly, like, I rate I'm, I'm Harry for doing it. And another thing that, um, that I really, that I, I like that they cleared up in it is that because, you know, how a lot of commentators on Twitter, on on in the media, have mm. always been saying that all this bullshit. Like, um, they left the UK to get privacy, but uh, but they're doing like all these documentaries and interviews and shit. Yeah. And like, I because when people say that, I was like, I'm not sure if it's that they want privacy. They just don't want to be like crucified by the British media like every five seconds. Well, exactly. I think it's. Uh, again, you see it in countless places, people saying you complain privacy with Ardo. And what I'm trying to say, basically people are trying to, they interpret privacy as as being some kind of social pariah and mm-hmm. uh, being a hermit. But no, yeah. it's a case yeah. of being in control of what gets released about you. Um, yeah, exactly. And in this case, I don't even think it was mainly a case of willful ignorance. I think people, some people are just, just a bit thick as shit, really. They didn't see the difference <laughs> between it. I've got no time for them, Ainsley. Um, I've got no time for them. <laughs> That's definitely <enough>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing is that, like, when they were saying, because I don't, I, like I said, I wasn't like, um, the royal family were not on my phones. I wasn't getting updates, like, left, like, every day about them. But the whole mm. issue of, like, Archie not getting royal protection or, like, the, um, all their royal protection being taken away from them. Yeah, after the fact, exactly. While they, yeah. like, while they were already in a precarious situation. Oh yeah, just by the way, yeah, we're taking security away. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I'd really like. I don't think that point had really been made, or was really out there. So, I was unaware. Yeah. Yeah, I was really not aware of that when um before. So it was good. It was good that that was out there. That that kind of like that in his in have his mind. Yeah. He's like I've got. Obviously, we're a target. There are lots of things that come in about them. You need to be able to make the protection for your family. And for me, that's that's that move of withdrawing the security. That seems very mean spirited. Um, mm. I think it, it sounded like it was dressed up as some kind of clerical issue. But I was like, no, you know exactly what you're doing. Um, yeah. You or you know, if you really cared and it had to be withdrawn, you would say, oh, you'd give a heads up and you'd say at a certain point. This will need to be transferred. I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm well, well, you, no, you would do, know, you but... would do more. Like if because remember, mm. like people always forget that like these these rules are made by people. They're made by people in the firm. You could have changed the rule. Yeah. Why does exactly. it have to, why does it have to stay that way? You, exactly. You know what? That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. They're not enshrined. They're not really. Well, they're not. They're not law in the sense of that you can't. You know about regulations about where you can and can't drive and stuff like that. It's it's just. You know, it's, again, if, yeah. Again, it's like religion as well, with you know, and all sorts of dodgy like commandments and stuff in, in various religions. Where you're thinking, well, you're following this, but you know, you can just use your rationality as a human, as a, a thinking human being, and just realize it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, that needs to happen more with the fam. Yeah. <sighs> what can you do? One thing that I've been dying to talk about mm-hmm. that um, that we haven't yet is the departure of our good friend Pierce Morgan. I don't want to waste too much energy on him, energy on him, but um, I I liked the fact he got a dressing down by it's Alex Beresford on yeah. air. Yeah. Um, I know just because of his status and who he is and who he knows, he'll bounce back. He's not out of our lives just yet. He'll no, of course him. not. Yeah, of course mm. not. Yeah, he always wins, though, doesn't he? I, I feel like yeah. that's the thing with him, um, and I. I try not to talk about him because that's what he wants. His whole career thrives on people talking about him. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's a lot to talk about. So I cannot help myself. But um, he, he's absolutely nasty. And he's just, he's just, it, there's part of me that thinks he just wants, he just says what he thinks, you know, rule Britannia people want to hear. 
But at the same time, I don't think he's a complete actor. He believes a lot of what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And he can't get over that, you know, how Megan spurned him. He can't get over it. I love that. She's so powerful. You know, people she has bothered. But the list is endless. Like, she's powerful. Like. I know. So I watched like fucking like 15 minutes of their back and forth. Mm. One thing I just want to clear up because like, I'm just not understanding. There was a one issue about what we've already talked about is that uh, the senior member of the royal family saying that we're concerned about Archie's skin colour and what that could mean and how it was, like um, what the intention was and how it came out, whatever. But the other one was is when Megan said that like Archie isn't going to be a um, isn't going to be a prince mm. and we're not going to be offering any royal protection to him. And in the argument, Pierce Morgan said that Meghan Markle was wrong. She got her facts wrong, which isn't the case. Like, so in the interview, she yeah. mentioned Meghan Markle. Um, she said that, like, they told me that Archie's not going to have, not going to be a prince, and he's not going to have any more protection through being a prince. That's true. But it was Oprah. So Piers Morgan had made the implication. Well, no, he said that Meghan Markle was saying that he wasn't going to be a prince because it's mixed race but in the interview Meghan Markle never said that never said that at all when she said when she was explaining that Oprah asked Meghan is that because of his race and she changed the subject and that's when the whole issue of the, of, um, the skin colour came in the senior royal but yeah. Meghan Markle never said that so all that back and forth they were doing was yeah. complete incorrect information like wrong information it's what he wanted to hear, so he could go off on one of his yeah, know, final is, yeah, yeah. It's what yeah, it's like it's a situation where like Piers Morgan and everyone else who was just on this big hate parade, they heard what they wanted to hear. They they were just waiting for it to say. It. I could imagine on the edge of their seats, oh, go on, say it's racism, say it's racism. She so never we can said that. Yeah, she never. She never said exactly, that. Yeah. She never <laughs> said that Archie is not a prince because he is mixed race or anything, anything like that. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Oprah asked her, and she and she never and she never and she never answered. She like moved on to something else. So all of this that mm-hmm. the people are doing is just like it's ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to, I wanted to make that point as well. No, but, that's yeah. a good point. Um, the last thing I want to say about about Piers Morgan is that he will bounce back. Like there's this whole GB news, like basically like Britain's answer to Fox News. It sounds like it's is that long Andrew Neil's. Um, is that what Andrew Neil's involved with? Yeah, and yeah, I don't, well, yeah. I don't. I think it gets called Brexit TV informally or something like that. But yeah, he's. Yeah. I, I reckon it'll be a few. It'll be less than a few weeks before he's back on the screens again. Like, well, exactly. Um, yeah. So Piers and from, from a, yeah, from a commercial point of view as well. If, if you're running a TV channel, you know he gets the ratings in, and obviously yeah. it's all about money, isn't it? And how many people are tuning in. Um, yeah. And there's def- there's definitely an audience for him. Mm-hmm. I cannot stand him. Uh, yeah, I won't go into. I won't go into any more. I won't say anything else that's risky on this particular episode. But, uh, but yeah, to be fair, let me not. Well, let me just not go down that route. Actually, <laughs> well, I would say that, like, what off the back of the Oprah interview, if like mm-hmm. Piers Morgan has shown himself up and lost his job, then like, I think that I think like like that's a job well done, and it from um, making her happy. <laughs> oh, exactly, yeah. That's um again her powers and her range, yeah. her influence. <laughs> yeah. I love it, and I think as well it was um it's shocking, isn't it? Like when you think about it, he was you know he he hates her so much that she would say she was suicidal, and then he would boldly on morning TV just essentially say she was talking shit and looking for attention. Yeah, he doesn't believe her. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it mad how 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 powerful hatred is as a motivator. Yeah. Um, He's an objectionable man. I don't like him at all. Like one day it's be kind, the next next day it's basically source out your problems yourself. It's just awful. Like absolutely awful. Yeah, horrible. When you get any article about Harry and Meghan or any any kind of information, it's like, oh, it's all going to end in tears and he'll, you know, she'll divorce him like she did her last husband and he'll come crawling back with his tail between his legs, blah, 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 blah. That's, you know, that's, that's why I support them so much. I want them to thrive, have lots of children and live their yeah. best lives in America. And yeah. I just I just love the term, like, well, not turn their back on because that, that was the wrong terminology that the media used, but I just love that they've left here. They've rejected this 
this island that thinks too much of itself and they're happy. Yeah. That's the main, that's the biggest thing, isn't it? That they, they seem happy. <laughs> they seem happier mm. where they are exactly. in LA than they were here. Exactly, which a lot of Brits don't know how to do, innit? They don't know how to be happy. It's all about taking other people down. Let yeah. Them, let them stew in their bitterness. Yeah. <laughs> I'm becoming I'm becoming a, a Sussex squad stand, I think. Um, <laughs> I love them though. Absolutely love them. A I mean, I like them. I rate, I rate Harry for choosing his family. It couldn't have been an easy position that he was in. So I rate him for that. The most thing that the what I would I'd hoped would happen from this is that we stop talking about it, is that they disappear from the headlines, they live their lives, we got about ours, and all the royal family, we stop hearing about them. I don't mm. need to hear about the world family anymore. It's done now. The big blockbuster interview is finished. Everyone's given their two pence. We've given our two pence. That's it, man. Like, let's go on to mm. more important things. Let's think about what's going to happen when this virus is over. I don't want to hear about Meghan and Harry anymore. Exactly. And there we are. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening to that Boy podcast. Like I said, this was a quite an impromptu episode that we would just um, record. I think it's, it's kind of a thing that Kim and I would have ended up speaking about by like privately anyway. At length, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we've just done it with our microphones on. So everyone is in the zeitgeist. Everyone can hear, can hear it. Can They can uh, comment if they want to, whether they agree with us, whether they don't. I think there were some bombs dropped by Keith. <laughs> you can just tell everyone no time with the royal family. Uh, <laughs> as, a, as a body, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. But yes, we're Black Broadway Podcast. Please um, follow, subscribe. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Audible, which we never mentioned. Oh, yeah. We're on Google Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Black Boy Joy Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Black Boy Joy Pod. And yeah, get in, get in the conversation. Um, we usually do our our recordings every other week, but yeah, like I said, every now and again we work dropping another gem for everyone. So enjoy. Yeah, well, thanks so, for seeing yeah. you guys. Thanks very much. <laughs>